Hey everyone, I'm Alex. And I'm Courtney. And this is Nerds at Odds. Nerds at Odds is a weekly podcast about all things in nerd culture and beyond. And if you want to get the show four days early, ad-free, with the ability to submit your questions, comments, concerns, and so much more, head on over to patreon.com slash nerdsatodds. And remember, you can rank and review the podcast wherever you listen. And check us out on Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter at nerdsatodds. So, Courtney, what have you been up to? I have been up to stuff. Stuff. You want to elaborate on some of this stuff? So, I've played some more Pokemon Diamond. I'm in Velstone City right now. That means nothing to me. It's where the game corner is. That means nothing to me. Where you play the slot machines. That means nothing to me. Okay. Okay. And there's the Team Galactic base there. I got all the free coins that the people in the city gave me, and then I didn't win anything nice nice. i wasted i have two coins left and that's not enough to play the slot machines what can you win well so there's a it's basically just like tms is the best things you can get so it's not really worth it i don't think okay it's not like in the first game where you can get like porygon Porygon. yeah so it's not it's not as good not as good it's not as good you been doing anything else you've been reading motor on the orient express yes i'm on I finished chapter two. I'm on chapter three. Starting off a little slow, a little, yeah. a little bit. You're just meeting some of the characters who will be suspects. Oh, suspects. But I really want to read more of Agatha Christie's novels. Yeah, best-selling author of all time. Yes. Over 200, no, over 2 billion, two billion. books sold. Yes. Though she she did write like 40 of them, so. So? Stephen King writes a whole lot of books. Yeah, he's but... not up there. I think Agatha Christie novels are much more approachable than Stephen King books. Because Murder on the Orient Express is like 240, right? I don't know. Or so. And Stephen King novels are like 800 pages and there's galactic turtles. and It's weird. But it seems like a cool book. I might be interested in reading it after that. After you're done with it. Maybe. Maybe. And at some point, some points they speak like French or Belgian mm. or some other I don't language. Think Belgian's not a language. Whatever. But they don't like translate. Oh, interesting. You have to be up on your languages. A part, a part of me wants to look it up, but I'm just like, nah, it's fine. Yeah. It's usually just people exclaiming things. Her most popular novel is Then There Were None. Which is one of her standalone ones. Yeah, which is like just a one-off book of hers. It's it's the classic, you know, ten random strangers get invited to a mysterious mansion by some dude or whatever, and they all start dying. It's like the fourth Best-selling book of all time, sold over 100 million copies. But I'm interested in reading that one, too. Yeah. Seems very, like, Clue-esque I really want to get all of her novels, which I'm sure is an endeavor, but... Uh, probably. Probably hundreds of dollars it's going to cost. Yeah. Yeah? But it'd be worth it. Yeah. Anything else you've been up to? Been watching more Murder, She Wrote, which got me uh, into... Obviously, obviously. ...wanting to read the Agatha Christie books. Looking for Pokemon cards unsuccessfully. Yeah. Heard there might be some coming to town next week. Interested in that. Yeah. I'm going to make you call them okay. every day <laughs> instead of me. Yeah, while that work. You can call them when you get off work when you're driving home. <sighs> well, I have been playing more Final Fantasy VII Remake. Mm-hmm. I'm a couple more chapters in now. I am not sure who I love in this game, babe, to be honest with you. Is it Tifa? Is it Jesse? Is it Aerith? Who knows? If you could just combine them all into one woman with all the best qualities. Yeah. I like Jess I like Jesse's personality a lot. Mm-hmm. But she's very extreme. She's like she's all gunko on this avalanche eco terror stuff. And then Tifa's like your childhood best friend. And there's something up with Aerith. I'm not sure what's up with Aerith yet. But I'm really enjoying the game. It's a lot of fun. I've also been playing Mortal Kombat 11. It was on a pretty steep sale, so I grabbed it. It came with all the DLC. And trying to platinum that. Immediately hit a wall in my platinuming conquest. Mm -hmm. Which is you have to complete the tutorials. And that's probably the hardest thing there is in the game. (laughs) You get this like, okay, now to learn how to back your opponent in a 
corner and do a combo. And I'm like, okay, what do we need? And then it's like, do these six button presses in under a second, and then do this, and then do another six button presses in under a second. And you have to chain them together. And I cannot do it for the life of me. So I'm going to take a break from doing that and actually play the game. Uh, I played the story when it came out because I rented the game. But this came with like the DLC story and all the fighters. So I'm looking forward to getting into it. I really like Mortal Kombat. I think the stories in the games, at least 9, 10, and 11, are really well done. And I'm excited for the movie. Though I don't know if I'm going to be able to talk you into watching it. But it's going to be for the podcast, so you have to do it. I'm not going to watch it. We're not doing a whole podcast episode. On video on... game movies. We will do a podcast episode on video game movies. And you're going to have to watch Mortal Kombat to to do it i've been reading a philosophy book which is, is pretty interesting and that's about all i've been doing i don't know if we've been doing much we played some stardew yeah we played more stardew together and we've been prepping for this episode which is our mcu rank part one which is phase one and phase two yes so i think that that's about all we've been up to honestly pretty much yeah so what do you think you should we just go ahead and hop on into this topic so short of what we've been up to, but I mean, we we we've just been doing the same things that we've yeah, been doing. Yeah, <laughs> pretty mundane people. No. Yeah. Nerds at Odds is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon.com/NerdsAtOdds. If you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early, gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more, consider supporting us over there. Thank you. So, <laughs> before we get on into the review, I listed what I think the movies are for me pre-watch. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read this list off real quick just to see how it changes by the time we get through part two. So, real quick, 23, the Marvel movies. By the time we finish the the part two, I'm going to include WandaVision on this. Just so you know, I disagree with him on, on many of these counts. Many of these? But... Th- this might change. This is before I rewatched them. So this will change. But I don't rank things, so it's not up to me. So 23 was First Avenger, 22's Incredible Hulk, 21's Thor, 20's Dark World, which is Thor 2, 19's Iron Man 2, 18's Guardians of the Galaxy 2, 17 is Avengers Age of Ultron, 16 is Ant-Man, 15 is Ant-Man and the Wasp, 14 is Iron Man 3, 13 is Captain Marvel, 12 is Spider-Man Far From Home, 11 is Doctor Strange, 10 is Black Panther, 9 is Guardians of the Galaxy 1, 8 is Avengers, 7 is Winter Soldier, 6 is Iron Man, 5 is Infinity War, 4 is Endgame, 3 is Spider-Man Homecoming, 2 is Civil War, and number 1 is Thor Ragnarok. That's how I would list them before this rewatch. And now we're going to start talking about Phase 1 and Phase 2. I've ranked them together, so I got the list of the 12 that are in there. And we're just going to start from the bottom and work our way up. So number 12, we have The Incredible Hulk. I gave it a mediocre on the patented Nerds at Odds rating scale. But I want to say something. I think The Incredible Hulk might be better than all the DCEU films. Still. I don't know. It's it's definitely a rough movie. and it. It just doesn't really make a ton of sense after everything because of the actor change, but that's not. I think I think that can thing, be helped. Yeah, I think the things that hurt it the most are Edward Norton leaving, and Paramount is the one who made this movie. It's not made by Marvel, like Disney, or the people who make the entire rest of the movies. Paramount owns Hulk. Yeah. So I feel well, like weren't that... weren't a lot of the movies first just Paramount and then Disney bought them. Well, I know Paramount owns Hulk. I think they produced the rest of them. But by the time Disney got Marvel Studios, I feel like a lot of aspects from the Hulk don't really matter. Like, they do have that general, Mm -hmm. and the Hulk's in the films. Yeah. But you don't see, like, Liv Tyler's character come back. You don't see Abomination ever be talked about. the, The The Doctor with the Big Brain, who was definitely setting up a sequel. Yes. Like, it's a bunch of things that get dropped as soon as Disney takes over Marvel, Mark Ruffalo comes in as Hulk. So this movie really doesn't matter that much, though they do make references to it, I feel, that make it kind of necessary. And I think it's an okay movie. I put it at mediocre. I mean, it's a fine movie. I like that they're not like, here's 
how the Hulk was made. Like, they kind of show you, but it's just like... It's weird, though, right? Because it's just like, here's flashes of every important aspect of Hulk's origin story. Yeah, but you gotta think, there was another Hulk movie fairly... Five years before yeah, this. Five yeah. years before it. And so it was awful. I I do... I That's the one I remember. Like, I, I was thinking back at the Hulk movies, right? And I was like, I remember oh, there's some desert. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's no desert in this movie. Yeah. I think Hulk dogs, his dad puts the gamma into yeah. himself. Yeah, it's the Eric Banner Hulk movie. It came out in 2003. It was directed by Ang Lee. And the most memorable moment for me about this movie is my dad and I went to see it when I was little. And we both fell asleep right around the time the Hulk dogs show up. And we woke up after everyone like started leaving the theater after the movie was done. So I only remember watching the movie again later in life. But yeah, that's the most memorable part for me is that we fell asleep in the theater trying to watch this film. I did not like it, the, the original Hulk movie. But I think The Incredible Hulk's decent. I really like Edward Norton. Yeah. And I like Liv Tyler. And I thought the movie was fine. It was good. The blood in the soda thing. Didn't go nowhere. Didn't really go anywhere. It was just a... Uh, it was just, just like, oh, there. there was gamma radiation. We can track them now. That was basically Well, I don't, I don't think... I it, thought it was going to be like, someone's going to get infected with the gamma, and then that's how you get, like, abomination. It's going to be some poor, unsuspecting soul. Should you imagine if Stanley was abomination? That'd be interesting. Yeah. So, number 11, I have the first Thor. I like Thor. I think the first Thor is is a bit boring, honestly. I gave it an average. It has a cool fish-out-of-water storyline, but there's just there's just something about Thor that's boring. I don't know. I like Thor. You know, I like, I like that they're introducing, like, this magic aspect, and... and... Is... Is Thor magic? Well, so, they never explain his electric powers. Like, why does he have the power of electricity, you know? Yeah. And it, and we know from Ragnarok that it's not like he gets his electricity from the hammer. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's really weird. I don't know if, I, I don't know if I'd call it magic, but it might well, be. What, what does, what Loki does is magic. I suppose, yeah. He doesn't have any special device. Yeah, that is true. It's, uh, listen, and then, like, Nat- Natalie Portman's character, she's like, well, people just, like, people in the olden times just said it was magic because they didn't know any better. It's just because, like, it's, it's science. But they never explain it was science. Yeah. It's not like Tony Stark is in his lab and he's like, Thor, can I study you for a yeah. bit? It's like, there's, like, the science. They figured like, out the Infinity Stone. Can't figure out Thor, though. Yeah. I think this movie does introduce a lot of cool characters. I mean, Thor ends up being one of my favorite Avengers by by the end. Yeah, you got more Agent Coulson. Yeah, Agent Coulson. He's I'll, not introduced, but he... I like... They also introduce Hawkeye. They do introduce Hawkeye. Yeah. I like... Never shoots an arrow. What's Kat Dennings' character name again? Darcy? Darcy. I like Darcy. I like Natalie Portman, who's Jane. And I like Alex Scar's god uh the guy who plays the doctor guy alex scarzard yeah him charlesard alex charlesard yeah Charles that guy Charizard. i forget his name in, in the movies but i like him i like the cast of characters they have and loki's in this movie i think is probably the most important person they introduce in this film yeah but there's just something boring about it i don't know there's some great great lines you know like the the what is this drink of coffee yeah. I like it. Give me more. Yeah. And smashes the mug. I think even during the, these two drab Thor movies, because we'll talk about Dark World in a bit, Chris Hemsworth shows what he can eventually become with Thor. Because he seems like a fun dude. Yeah. And in scenes like with that with the drink, he's a fun dude. Yeah. But for some reason they want to do this high, like, Shakespearean-esque type deal. Well, in Thor- Dark World... It's even more like, I gotta be serious all yeah. the time. And it's just like, I don't want that. Yeah, no. Nah. That's, that's why I don't like, I mean, I don't like Dark World. I just don't, I think Dark World's below Thor for me. Yeah, I definitely can see that. When we get to Dark World, I'll talk about why I think I like it a bit more. But I honestly think anything, so Thor's number 11, Hulk's number 12. Anything from like 9, 10, 11, 12 
I really don't care how you order it. I think they're probably in the same ballpark for me. But the, there's just... I didn't like Thor that much. Thor was a bit boring. I gave it an average, though, because the characters and some of the final scenes do help it. Number 10. I put Captain America First Adventure. I like Captain America First Adventure. I also gave it an average. And I think the problem that hurts this movie for me is its World War II setting. I, I, for some reason... Just the aesthetic of World War Two, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right for me for a superhero well, film. Well, like okay, so l- let's talk about Captain America: The First Adventure. So first off, they're like, the Nazis are going after like these relics, which of course they were at the time. Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense. There's a monastery that houses a Viking relic. Yeah, which the Asgards put there in, like, 900 AD. Which they never show. No, don't show. They're just like, hey, it's here. And then that's the Tesseract. And then it's, you know, World War Two, And the Tesseract is creating this super advanced technology of these, like, great submarines and <laughs> these guns that vaporize people and all this other stuff and i'm like i just can't believe it reminded me a lot of it reminded me too much of wolfenstein i think is the problem it reminded me too much of wolfenstein where the nazis have these crazy technology you know yeah and i just you know i chris evans is great chris evans is great bucky's great peggy's great i like the guy that get to play howard stark in this the other guy i like i like the general tommy lee jones yep the the cast is great marvel nails casting is what they nail but i think reminded me too much of wolfenstein wolfenstein who's setting and also cap does not need to sacrifice himself at the end he he easily could have jumped out of the plane yeah or or tell people where he's at like, listen, I'm uh, over the Arctic. Here's my coordinates. To be fair, they do they do know where he dropped. Yeah, like roundabouts. They know where he dropped. They found debris. They found the Tesseract. Yeah, but they were like, oh, Tesseract. That's it for the search. No, Howard, Howard's like, move over. We'll, we'll keep going in this quadrant, you know? Yeah. Like, he's looking for, for Cap. I like the, I like the Cap. You know, you think he's just, like, this big buff guy, you know? But clearly he's intelligent, too. Like, the scene where he's still the little guy, and the guy's like, if you you men can go up there and get that flag, then you can get a ride home. And Cap's yeah. like, what, the thing fall down, yeah. grab the flag? Like, no one ever thought about that before. I think, I think that effect looks weird just because of how manly chris evans face looks you know he's a big tough dude and it looks weird it's it's a little odd but it's not like they could just recast yeah. like a look-alike it, it doesn't to be it. i don't think it looks bad it just looks weird yeah if they if the nazis had that incredible like mask technology that red skull's using for his like face thing what was that was it a mask it was, was a it? mask okay because i was confused i was like did he just like no, grow a so face like, over it? he already had the 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 red stuff. Yeah, and clearly he can take it on and off because he had it off when he was getting the painting yeah. done, and he puts it back on, and then he's just like, no more shame. Yeah, you know, like I don't understand. Yeah, I think this movie does one thing really well that I didn't recall that I had a problem with Captain America about because I didn't recall. But now, seeing this movie again, it, it made me realize something. What? And it's going to be funny, and don't laugh. I'll get to a point eventually, okay? Uh-huh. And Batman versus Superman. <laughs> Batman has this great line to Superman when he's fighting him. He goes, you're not brave. Men are brave. And he says that because Superman has superpowers and cannot risk his life to do heroic actions okay and captain america really cannot risk his life to, no, to do he heroic was... actions but in this movie they do a good job of pointing out as the normal human as the scrawny little dude he's willing to like jump on that grenade yeah. and risk his life yeah. and that made me respect him more because i'm like before you had the powers you were brave you were a mortal man and you were brave and because of that, you are worthy of these powers. Yeah. 
So that made me like Captain America more. I'll give it that. I also like the fact that he was like, you know, he's trying to get into the war. You know, he's trying to do mm. all this stuff. And he and the guy, the the German scientist is like, why are you trying to get into the war? Kill, uh, kill Nazis? I said zombies in my yeah. head. <laughs> kill Nazis? And he's like, I don't want to kill anybody, but I want to, like, help protect my country and help protect others. Yeah. You know, and it's like, good on you. Yeah, Captain America's a really good guy. And it's just, it's just so weird to see Chris Evans switch it up from, because I'm pretty sure the biggest thing he was known for before Captain America was being Johnny Storm in Fantastic Four. Possibly, yeah. And it's so weird because... Johnny Storm's a playboy. Yeah. Captain America seems like Chris Evans more. Yeah. I mean, Captain America seems more stone-faced than Chris Evans. He seems more like a goofier guy. But he seems like a nice guy, right? Yeah. Where Johnny Storm seems stuck up. So it's just weird to see him flip. But it seems now, like in Knives Out and movies like that, Chris Evans likes playing that guy more. He likes playing the 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 bad the sneaky bad guy. Yeah, conniving type dude. But uh, like like we said, I think the Wolfenstein stuff, the crazy tech in World War Two threw it off for me, and I gave it an average. Next at number nine, and like I said, nine, ten, eleven, and twelve, you could do whatever you want with them. This is my personal order. Is Thor: The Dark World at average? And the only thing that saves it for me is it ha- it gives me a lot of Star Trek vibes with the Dark Elves technology. And I like the designs. The designs of everyone is on point in this movie. Yeah. Though it is, it is a much more dry I event. Just, I feel like it's so boring. And then they're like, Natalie Portman's been in the thing. Yeah. We already know that she's the l- big love interest. And then they're like, well, Sif also loves him. Yeah. Who's like the girl that he fights with. And it's like, that was never hinted upon in the first movie at all. Like, I understand in mythology, Sif and Thor get married. That's the thing. And then, like, Loki cuts her hair off. And uh, that's a big uh-oh. thing because she's like the goddess of the harvest. Okay. And so, like, cutting off her hair is like... Killing the crops? Essentially. Okay. Okay, that's interesting. And I will agree, this movie is really dry and can be boring. And I was enjoying it, and then I paused it to go to the bathroom and saw that we had an over an hour left. And I was like, oh, I could have swore we're about doing this thing. Well, it's so. just like, there's just so much in it. And I'm like, you know, they have those fighter jets that go into that one portal that goes into a different world. The dark world, yeah. It's not, no, they don't go to the to the the place where the dark elves are mm. they go to the place where like one of thor's buddies is hanging out with his people oh oh yeah yeah okay like they're not they they just head off into a place that's not at war and then at the end before the portal closes they're like oh and they come back and i'm like yeah i think that this one is just up on my list here solely because of designs and the cool sci-fi type stuff but other than that, that's about it. I don't. I don't have much more to justify. I don't like it. it. I there's there's plenty of things that I'm just like, why? Yeah. Why have you done this? Just why? Just why? Just why? At number eight, we have Iron Man two. At entertaining, this is the first one that we watched. That I was like, I think this is gonna be a bad movie, but it was fun. I thought it was dumb fun iron man 2 is the one with the slicey slicey boy his name's whiplash it's a bad name listen i don't understand the bad guy at all i just don't understand him clearly he had the ability to create this technology and get him and his father out of russia (laughs) yeah but bad guy you mean whiplash yeah not the other weird guy not the other weird guy but clearly they had he had the ability why not just do that in the first place? Yeah, they could have built this arc reactor and he could have sold it to like the Russian government and become rich and yeah. not lived in disgrace. I don't get his also, motivation either. Also, the like, well, your father hurt my father, so now I hate you and want to kill you. It's like, none of these people are alive anymore. 
my father's not alive, your father's not alive. Yeah. Easy. We're done. Well, I think I think that's surface level, but in a way he could be like, your dad hurt my dad, which in turn made my life worse, but you did have a good life they could due just... to your dad, so I hate you. Nobody wants to talk it out in these movies. If they sat down and talked it out, things would be different. Also, Tony Stark took a huge step backwards in this I can movie. see why. He's dying. He thinks he's dying. He is dying. Okay, he is dying, but he he's like, oh, but I still love Pepper, but I'm just gonna make her life super hard on her yeah. and make her basically hate me and then be like, oh, but I'm dying, and then she falls for me again. <laughs> but, like, he's just like, oh, I really want Scarlett Johansson, like, the whole movie. Yeah. I think Scarlett Johansson is Black Widow. This might be the movie where she does the most. I think she's pretty cool in this movie. Listen, this is why Iron Man is not worthy for a long time. I Listen, I think all 12 of these movies, you're speaking of like Iron Man's character going like back and forth, right? I think Phase 1 and Phase 2 are so loosely connected. Phase 3, they nail down the through line, you know? Iron Man 2 is still part of Phase 1. It doesn't make sense why those two movies are disconnected. Uh, yeah, like um, that's why I say Phase One and Phase Two, both as a whole, right? Just seems it just seems like the Marvel was making. Let's just make a movie, and we'll put an end credit scene, and nothing else in the movie is really going to tie in together. And then we're going to loosely thread these along. Is what I've noticed. I, phase Three is the one where they start being like these are going to connect much better. Because I felt like watching these movies, it was just, here's a stinger at the end of this movie with Samuel Jackson, and they're connected now. I mean, you get you get some good time with Rhodey, but I just, like, this movie just kind of makes me hate Iron Man a little bit more. So, I mean, here's the thing, though, with us guys. Courtney is a captain, is on Team Cap. I'm on Team Cap. And I'm on Team Iron Man. And Civil War is the movie we're going to watch after this podcast for part two. And it's going to be blood shed in the household. No. So there's this interesting thing, right, though, that I, I was watching this video and it was like, oh, well, you when you have two teams in a movie, right, you don't want either side to lose because then they'll hate the movie. So, so, so it what becomes you, So what you do is you introduce another villain for them to fight together and the issue just kind of resolves itself in the end. So that's what they did in Civil War. Yeah. No side won. It, the one point where Cap and Iron Man are fighting, they're both just lying there. Yeah. I guess it's it's unlike Batman versus Superman again. Yeah, the Batman versus Superman. They hate each other. Then you bring in the bad guy yeah. of Doomsday. Yeah, but they did—they didn't really nail that like Captain America does. Yeah, and then and then in the new going to be Godzilla versus King Kong movie, they're probably going to have some like Mothra or something. No, Mothra's a good guy. Mothra's a good guy. Yeah, apparently. Oh, I, I don't know Godzilla. And more. they already killed the the three headed Hydra thing. Yeah. Well, we're gonna do an episode, I think, on that whole series once Godzilla versus Kong comes out. So. We gotta start watching them. We'll see how that does. But I thought Iron Man 2 was was fun, but very dumb. And I thought it was entertaining. This is the first one I had fun watching. I didn't have fun watching the other four. It's okay. Next up, we have Avengers Age of Ultron at number 7. And I put entertaining for this one. Mm -hmm. Though it could have been much better. But I hated Ultron. Often. He he's not you think as an AI he would be more analytical and less like jokey around. I wanted I wanted more Terminator. But they they do they do say that like oh he's flawed, like something went wrong when he was being uploaded or something. Like he's essentially vision. Ba like almost vision, but something went wrong. Yeah, he just I didn't I didn't like how quippy Ultron becomes and just how prone to like emotional outbursts he is. Yeah, it's I like thought, how dare you compare me to Tony Stark? I'll kill you. And then chops off his hand for like no reason. Hand. 
It's just, I didn't like Ultron that much. The rest of the movie is pretty good. I like the scene where they go to the farm with Hawkeye. Yeah. Hawkeye's house. That's great. You get to see, like, Hawkeye's kids. And it's funny because he, like, Hawkeye... At the at the beginning was like I don't have a girlfriend, yeah. which is be which a hundred percent would be something you would do when we're married, like be like, oh, who's your girlfriend? And you're like, I don't have a girlfriend. Yeah, she's not my girlfriend. And then I have to like turn and be like, I'm his wife. He does this everywhere. He always does this. Pay no mind. But I like that scene. I think the character interactions with all the Avengers is nice. Scarlet Witch is introduced here. And then the other half of that is Quicksilver, which I think hurts the movie, because I, I don't like him that much. Okay, here's my thing, right? Why, why don't you like Quicksilver? Because they do Quicksilver better in a movie that came out like that same year. Well, it's, it's, listen, okay, technically he wasn't Quicksilver. He they couldn't Quick use the name Quicksilver. Do they not say Quicksilver in Age of Ultron? Mm -mm. I don't think they legally can. Like, they couldn't legally say Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Witch. Oh, interesting. Also, he it doesn't make any sense that he dies. He has okay, super speed. Let me, let me, let me, let me rant. Oh. Okay, here, I have a note about this movie mm. that I, I made sure that Alex wrote down. Here's my note. Hawkeye should have died instead of Quicksilver. Like, listen, okay, don't yell at me. I understand. However, it would have been... It would have been like the Agent Coulson dying sort of thing. Like, you're already connected to Agent Coulson. You've seen him through a few movies. The team's connected to him. That's what brings them all together, right? I realize the team is brought all together already. But it doesn't make sense for Quicksilver to get shot by bullets. You see Hawkeye's family and everything. And I know that Hawkeye names his son... Like Nathan, Pietro, Nathaniel Pietro, Nathaniel Pietro. I forget the last name, but like that's very missable. They don't like bring it up. They're not like, oh, this is Nathaniel Pietro. They're just like, it's knitted onto his little jumper. It would have been way more impactful if Hawkeye had died. And I know you wouldn't get Ronan, but they don't really show him yeah. as Ronan that much. Or the TV show. Yeah, but you could be like, it could co come up later. Like, he dies, and then, you know, his his kids are, like, training together at archery, and one of them outshines the other and becomes the new Hawkeye. That sort of thing. I mean, it's not like Tony Stark's gonna be able to train his daughter to be yeah. the new Iron Man, but she's gonna do it anyway. I don't think she is. Listen... Something's gonna happen. Anywho. And then when you get to like, oh, well, what about Endgame, right? It does not make any sense to me that... Because it's, it's supposed to be the thing you love most, I believe, that you have to sacrifice. Because otherwise it's just like, oh, well, I love my pet. Yeah. I'll just throw him off the cliff. But that's fine. It's gotta be the thing you love most. How is the thing that... Hawkeye loves most Black Widow. Well, here's another thing. Hawkeye doesn't sacrifice Black Widow. She sacrifices herself. No, but... And, and he's trying to sacrifice himself. And they clearly don't love themselves the most. No, but... And also, here's this, right? I realize at the time, and I've just thought about this, that all of Hawkeye's family is dead at the time. So technically... He does love Scarlett Johansson the most at that point. No technicalities, there you go. So technically, it could work. But if they would have ran with the Bruce Banner, Scarlett Johansson, they, I keep saying it because I, I... Natalia? Natasha. Natasha. Romanoff. Romanoff. If they would have kept with that, then it, it could have been like Bruce and Natasha there on the rock and then like one of them's got it and you could still have the same but they, result. They dropped that plot point fast. Yeah, but you still have Bruce being super upset about it at the end of Endgame and he throws the, the bench into the water and he's all angry. He they, they clearly still have that sort of thing going on in a way. They just never talked about it because why would they? But they could have easily done that instead. I just think... Hawkeye's a cool character. 
eventually. And Quicksilver was awful. And there you go. Also, I, I don't think Quicksilver... I liked him. I think that the main reason behind Quicksilver's death is because they introduce... Oh, what's it? Wanda. I can't believe I almost forgot her name. Wanda. And they're like, we need to make people like her. And then they're like, here's a tragic backstory. You like her yet? You like her yet? Here we're gonna kill her brother. You like her yet? So that's... That's what. I don't... No, because killing off a character we just met is not impactful at all. In any way whatsoever. Is it impactful? No, but it's impactful to her. And I think the reason behind it is, like, we got to make audiences like this character. Well, no one likes her yet. People love her now, apparently. Well, now, but only after she got her little TV show. But yeah, for Avengers Age of Ultron, I thought it was fun. I thought it could be much better, though. I just feel like they should have killed off Hawkeye and let Quicksilver be alive. It doesn't make any sense on his death. They could have easily still gotten the Soul Stone. And it had the same end result, essentially. My biggest problem with the movie is Ultron. (laughs) Next up, at number six, is the movie we watched earlier today. Yes. Ant-Man. Yes. At Entertaining. It's very funny. I think it's just, it's a fun heist movie with some superhero stuff. Everybody loves a good heist movie. That's why the Oceans movies do great. I think Oceans is better than this, but it's a fun heist movie. Well, yeah, Oceans is better than this, but it's because it's like, it's like actually a heist movie and also there's not superpowers. Yeah. But it's just, this is a fun, throw it on, have some laughs. Got a couple Avengers in, uh, in, in the Oceans movies. Rhodey? Yeah. He plays the British guy. You said a couple, though. Well, I meant one. <laughs> Don Cheadle counts as two actors. He does! Don He's Cheadle's great. great. But I liked Ant-Man. It was fun. The villain was whatever. It's another one of these whatever villains. It's, it's, it's another, hey, we have the exact same power set. Yeah, but I didn't loathe him like I did Ultron. So I put, I put Ant-Man above it. They really should have just sold that, like, turn people into instant goo gun. Yeah, that, like I said, in the pitch meeting video, which is a series on Screen Rant that this guy Ryan George does, they, like... And then he uh, he shows the suit to this one guy, and he's not impressed, so he turns him into goo with a gun. And then the other guy's like, why don't he just sell that goo gun weapon? That seems like a better weapon than putting tiny suits on people. So I, I completely agree with that. Here's my problem with Ant-Man. Is that the science is not... This was Courtney in the entire movie. Consistent. Listen, okay? When I first watched this movie, I watched it in, like, a little theater on my school campus that, like, a couple of weeks after it comes out of theaters, but before it comes out on DVD, you can watch it for, like, two bucks. Hmm. The whole time I was like... Didn't they say it would have the same dis- density, which means it would have the same weight, which means that that tank would be immovable? Yeah, it'd be 60 tons on a It would be chain. 60 tons on a keychain. You wouldn't be able to move the tank. And then when Thomas the tank engine crashes to the wall, shouldn't it weigh the same as a normal Thomas the yes, tank engine? It should be it, like, like a hollow thing. It could... It would crash... Like, it crashes into the yard and, like, destroys stuff, and it's like... That thing's made out of plastic, and yeah. it's the same density that it was, so uh, it's a, a lightweight. child could pick it up. I don't know how it's crashing through a wall. So it has a bunch of those inconsistencies. I think Ant-Man has the problem where they try to explain something, but don't understand the ramifications they're like, they're of that like, explanation. This is how it works, and then they throw that out the window. And the second one, which we haven't gotten to in our rewatch, but it has the same issues where Hank Pym shrinks a building and just carts it away. Yeah. But hey, it's a, it's a fun movie. And also, it's like, oh, well, if I shrink this whole building, everything inside of it also shrinks conveniently. Yeah. It's just like, why don't you just shrink the whole world then if it's whatever the thing's connected to? But, if, babe, if everything shrunk, then nothing is shrunk. I know. It's just so <laughs> dumb. And then you go into, like, I I feel like you go into the quantum zone in this in this movie. I think you do because the next movie's like, oh, you went to the quantum zone? You're connected with my mother because of this. So. But it looks nothing like it did from the, the movies. 
They're like, oh, he's floating in this dark void that has, like, a little bit of, like, weird stuff in it. And then you go into the second movie, and they're like, it's pink and fluffy. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, this is a fun movie. You're going to have to turn your brain off for this one, but I didn't hate the villain like I, like I did with Ultron. That's the only reason it's above it for me. Maybe he went too far down, and she didn't go down that far. Because oh. I it? feel like the water bears were in there with her. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? We'll have to watch Ant-Man and Wasp. That's going to be part two of this video. Next at number five, I think is probably the most controversial pick for me, is Iron Man 3 mm. at Entertaining. And I think the only reason it's so high on my list is because I like the Mandarin twist. No, you also like that Tony Stark has mental illness during this of, like, the PTSD. Yeah, he has... He reasonably has PTSD from his experience in Avengers. And I like the fact that in a separate movie, they're trying to deal with the consequences of that. And I, I, I like that. And I do like the Mandarin twist. I think if you don't, you definitely don't have this movie as hype as I do. I don't like the Mandarin twist. I don't like this movie <laughs> at all. I mean, I, I like it a little yeah. bit, but it's just kind of like... For a portion of it, it's just Tony Stark not in his suit, being upset, and there's a child. I like the kind of Home Alone elements, though. It's like, let's build goofy traps out of Home Depot supplies. I kind of like that as well. I just like, I like this. I like it. I like the I Mandarin know. twist. I like the Tony Stark dealing with PTSD. I don't I'd, like the Home Depot goofiness. I don't know. It's it's a, a little bit of it is kind of like the uh, the Incredible Hulk movie where he's like, well, I can't get my, my heart rate up too much or I'll turn into the Hulk. And then you see like the, the guy, like the main villain guy. I can't remember his name. I wanted to say Max Payne, but I, that's not right. It's not right. Guy Pierce. Let's just go with Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. Who I love. I love Guy Pierce as an actor. Yeah. Time Machine. We watched watch the Time that? Machine. Oh, we forgot to say that in the what we've been up to. Yeah. Real quick, I give it an entertaining. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's the main villain. Two thousand seven. The Time nah. Machine. Yeah. I don't know. Nah. Anywho, he's like he's like fighting Iron Man a bit in the at one point, and he's like, oh, I can't get too angry. But then he's fighting Iron Man later. And he doesn't care about how angry he gets, but he's fine until, like, Pepper destroys yeah. him somehow. I mean, at the end of this movie, it is weird that they automatically cure Pepper and then automatically get all the shrapnel off Tony's chest. Yeah, it's like, why didn't you do this before? Yeah, this seems like something that should have happened, like, the next day you came back in Iron Man 1. It seems like something you clearly could have done. Clean that up, yeah. you and then know? He, and then he blows up all his suits and, like, retires. Which he also says he's going to do at the end of Age Ultron. Yeah. And he doesn't. He comes back with even more suits after Iron Man 3. He has, like, Veronica and all that in yeah. Age of Ultron. But I think it's a fun movie. I like I like a lot of the aspects of it. I think Ben Kingsley does a great job playing the actor Trevor. Yeah, that I mean, that's great. I like. I kind of like that part. It was just like, oh, well, he didn't know what he was doing, kind of, and he just wanted drugs. Yeah. But... I mean, you gotta think that he should just know yeah. well, that think, these people are bad and to not work with yeah. them. But I, think, I guess he's getting the drugs, so it doesn't... I think people's biggest problems is Mandarin's like Iron Man's biggest villain in the comics. Yeah. From what I know. And fans of that probably saw the first half of this movie. Because Ben Kingsley's great as Mandarin as well, when you yeah. think he's the Mandarin. And we're like, dude, this guy's awesome. I think Ben Kingsley does a great job being imposing and threatening as the Mandarin when you think he's the Mandarin. And he does a great job of playing this just dumb actor guy. And if you're okay with both of those as separate people, then I think you'll like me and love the movie. But I can see how you could be disappointed because you're like, this guy's going to be cool, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, he's not. He's not cool. And then I agree Guy Pierce is dumb dragon powers and also it, also dumb. of course it's the trope of like the bad guy the main bad guy likes the same girl as the main good guy yeah. dumb you know do, do you think iron man 2 and iron man 3 being like mixed 
received by critics and fans is the reason they just never did an Iron Man 4. I don't know if they could have paid Robert Downey Jr. for an Iron Man 4. Maybe not, maybe not. It is weird that Thor's the only main Avenger that's going to get a fourth movie. So up next at number four is Guardians of the Galaxy, and I gave it an entertaining. It's a fun movie. I think Guardians is, even though it's number four, I think it is a good step above Iron Man 3. I don't mm-hmm. think it's just like one spot. I think there's like a bit of a gap there. I am a little turned off by how sci-fi it is. For for a guy who loves like Star Trek and Star Wars, that's weird to say. But there's something about it that I'm like, it's a bit overwhelming. Well, here, here's my thing, right? I like Guardians of the Galaxy so much because... They're not just, like, normal-looking people. Yeah. I mean, you've got Peter Quill, yeah. who's just a normal human yeah, being, a, essentially. Dude, yeah. But all the rest of them are, like, weird. hmm You know? And then Star Wars, they're, like, all the, the main cast people are just normal human beings. We have Chewbacca. He's not really main cast. If main so, cast from the original Han, trilogy Han, is Han, Luke, and Leia. And then main cast for the prequels is Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Padme. And And then main cast for the most recent three, which you pretend don't exist, is Finn and Rey and Kylo. Oh, okay. Poe is... He's also a human. He's also a human, but... And even in Star Trek, though, you have, like, Data or Picard... You know, and they might have like, you yeah, know, like Jordy LaForge, but he's he's a dude with a a band on his face, right? Yeah, or like pointy ears. You know, it's just like, I mean, Spock. Yeah, uh, Spock. Yeah, which yeah, it's it's a little weird. It's like, oh, that's an alien, I guess, but it's just a dude with pointy ears. Which I understand, it's because of the technology yeah. and makeup at the time. Yeah. Or yeah, the only one I can think of is Worf, the Klingon from Next Generation. Mm-hmm. But that's like the only one on the main cast that I can think of at the moment. But Guardians is like, hey, these are interesting and weird aliens, and that's what you want to see. Like, yeah, that, that's what I'm about. It's very fun, and I love the cast. And somehow, even Mandalorian, it's like he's just a normal guy. Yeah, in that suit. That is true. That is an interesting thing to point out. But. I think it's very well done that you take five characters no one cares about and no one's ever heard of before. Yeah. And in one movie, you make us like all of them. And that's a, that's a feat, I think. But it's a very fun movie. Next up, at number three, I have Iron Man 1. And I gave it an excellent. Iron Man 1's good. I mean, it was... The first Avengers movie. Yeah. Which, I mean, is huge. And I think it makes sense to watch more in release date order than, like, chronological order. Well, you could be one of those people who are actually insane and watch the MCU in, like, true chronological order. Where you're gonna have to watch, like, a couple minutes of WandaVision when it goes back to 16-something and then stop it. And then watch a couple minutes of something else. Do people do that? Yes. People do that. I mean, it's odd. That's something I've heard of. And that that's that's yeah, committable. You have to, like, go to a specific episode, start watching it. I'm like, is this your first watch through of this? <laughs> have you... S- We're going to start with minute 12 of episode 6 of uh, WandaVision. This is a good intro to to the mcu and it's just uh agnes sitting there on the thing sucking up people's magic and you're like i'm super confused about what's going on right now but i think i'm in is an excellent film and the only part that hurts it is the end with the fight with the other iron man but i mean it's the first one yeah. so it's it's acceptable everything iron man does is not tropey because it's the first one. Yeah. It establishes those that's, tropes. That's the same thing with like Snow White. It's like it's not tropey because it establishes... Yeah, the animated it, Snow White. Is yes. Like, yeah. I, and of course we love to say the line, you know, Tony Stark built this in, in a, a cave. cave. With scrap. 
I'm not Tony Stark. Robert Downey Jr. is meant for this role. And especially in 2008 when this movie came out, I can't imagine how nervous Marvel and Disney and all of them, whoever, I think it was Paramount, produced Mm -hmm. this movie. But Marvel as an entity, how nervous they could have been putting the weight of the entire MCU on Robert Downey Jr.'s shoulders. Yeah, and one of our interesting facts is actually like super, like, Crazy, especially Crazy from what Robert Downey Jr. is known for now. Yeah. But he does such a great job. And this movie is so well done. And a lot of Marvel movies, some of the lesser ones, like Age of Ultron, I feel are too action-y. There are too many action scenes in Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Iron Man doesn't have a lot of action scenes, I feel. It has a lot of character development, especially with like him and that doctor or scientist in the cave. Is really well done. Mm-hmm. I like that part. And it has a it has a lot of it's a much more dramatic movie, and I feel like that's that helps it out a lot. And it's weird how early they set up for like the Ten Rings or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I forget what it's called. I wish I could remember this movie that's coming out at the end of this year or the beginning of next year. It's like the next big MCU film. It's something yeah. in the Ten Rings. Yeah, and. Who knows, maybe that could be a completely different Ten Rings. I think it's the same Ten Rings. But it would make sense that's the same Ten Rings. And which it's is just like, like the... which makes me wonder if they're going to bring in, is it Adam? Remember the end credit scene of Guardians 2? Yeah, what, yeah where was that guy at? Yeah, yeah. He, I think he's supposed to be the, he was supposed to be the one that like, in the comics, kills Thanos. Yeah. So like, him never showing up is just like, why, why did you mention this guy? Also, it's it's kind of weird because Guardians of the Galaxy three isn't even being written yet, which means it's 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 way out. Yeah. Because James Gunn, for some reason, uh, decided to write the new Suicide Squad movie and direct it before doing Guardians three. So, who knows what's gonna happen there? Though, since the Guardians are in Thor: Love and Thunder, Adam might be there. Anything else about Iron Man? I think the movie's great up until the final fight but i don't think it really hurts it that much huh it's fine at number two for phase one and two combined is the first avengers movie i gave it an entertaining it was good i liked it i really liked it i think the spectacle of it is what put it above iron man for me though it is it is very it seems very small now in comparison. I mean, you already see how like volatile these characters are with each other. And you have to have like the death of Agent Coulson to bring them together. Mm-hmm. I like how easily it's established that Captain America is the leader of the Avengers. I think it's established that Captain America is the leader only because Tony Stark doesn't no, want to not. be. No, he's Ma- not. Maria Hill in Age of Ultron Asked Tony Stark what the Avengers should do. And Tony goes, I'm not the leader. Ask him. And points to Captain America. Which shows that if Tony Stark wanted to be like, this is what we're going to do, he could. But he doesn't feel like it. So Captain America's no, the Captain leader. Captain America's the leader because he's the only one who's worthy. Besides, well, Thor's worthy too, but he he's not. Well, I... Who? What does worthy mean? Thor does not have the characteristics. Worthy is willing to sacrifice yourself to help others. All the Avengers do that. All no. the Avengers are worthy. No. Tony Stark's the only one who does that. No. They're not willing to sacrifice themselves. Tony Stark's they the only have... one who does that up until that point. No, Cap did it first. He thought he was going to die in the ice, but he did it anyway. Okay, I suppose. I was thinking about the Avengers movie alone. But I guess... But by the time Age of Ultron comes around, Iron Man's done that as well. I don't understand what Worthy means when it comes to Thor's hammer. Listen, Tony is inherently selfish. And he overcame that. That's better. That's better than being born. he's still inherently selfish. He's, He's like, I think that my way is always the best way. And I don't want to hear anything else. And I'm going to go forward with my plan no matter what, even if it hurts a ton of people. That's not the way. 
Also, can we just say in Avengers when Cap says language, he like in the first movie, I'm pretty sure he cusses. Yeah, I think I think Captain America does does cuss a little bit. Actually, it, it's in it's in Ultron where he's like language. Yeah, and in the first movie, he's cussing. Yeah, and I'm like, this doesn't make it. I don't. Sense. I, I think that joke in Ultron is drawn out a bit too long. Yeah, they like mention it throughout the whole film, but in Avengers, I think it's very small scale, and I do think at times it feels like a a TV production. Sometimes the budget doesn't seem there, which seems weird to me. But the spectacle of seeing this team together and the classicness of this movie now is what what boosted the number two for me. Mm-hmm. And also I want to say Iron Man 3 is the first MCU movie I ever watched. So that might have something to do with it. I feel like Iron Man was the first one I watched. Because I remember when Avengers came out being like, this is just a fad. It's going to go away. I remember not specifically not going to see it because of that. And uh, here we are, 10, 11, no, came out in 2012, nine years later, doing this list. Well, it might be a, it might be a, a fad now, people who are just like, well, like, we got to the end game, that's it, we're done, that's not it. watching anymore. There are people like that, they're like, I'm done. I think that you're gonna have two separate columns. I don't know... Like, once once whatever the MCU is is completely over, I think you're probably going to be like, I'm going to watch part one of the MCU and then watch the end game and be like, okay, good. Or you could be like, I'll check out part two this watch through. I don't know if you're going to be like, I'm going to watch the MCU and watch 50-something movies and TV shows. I don't know if that's what's going to happen. So number one on my list with Phase 1 and Phase 2 combined, mm-hmm. is Captain America the Winter Soldier, and I gave it an excellent as well. It's a great movie. I, I I thought it was a great movie as well. It's it's very... You get you get Falcon. Mm-hmm. You get the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Bucky. Yeah. You get... A lot more Black Widow stuff. A lot more Black Widow stuff. It's just great. Yeah. It's weird to see how quickly they turn S.H.I.E.L.D. into Hydra. Yeah, you get the fall of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hydra. You get Crossbones in this movie. The guy who becomes Crossbones, yeah. yeah. Which I'm like, you could have just let him end. You could have done it. They needed Crossbones for the beginning of Civil War. But the Hippocratic Oath, they just immediately decimate that man. (laughs) They need someone to beat up. Immediately decimated. But I thought this movie was so good with the kind of more spy thriller a little bit. I suppose. And just what's going on in the movie. There's a lot of Samuel Jackson, which I like. You get the, the wood. Is, that the, is this one? No, no that's not the wood end. is Age of Ultron. Well, Captain Age Ultron is the wood. Though I have to question Samuel Jackson's ability to be the leader of an organization. Because this is twice now. He has let the bad guys overthrow from the inside. He let Sidious do it in Star Wars, and he's letting Hydra do it now. Samuel Jackson, you're a great Samuel actor. L. Jackson, not Samuel Jackson. I'm going to put some respect on it. Samuel L. Jackson. Master Windu, listen. You need to vet your people better. I mean, to be fair, Mace Windu wasn't in charge of the, the Jedi. I guess he wasn't the Grand Master of the Jedi, but he was like second. I think I think Mace Windu's second command. I don't know. Blame Yoda for that one. Blame Yoda? I, I do blame Yoda for that one. But in this movie, though, they do say Samuel Jackson's like, I lost my eye because I trusted someone I shouldn't have. And, and it the, turns and out to be a cat. It's a cat. Or uh, flurkin. Flurkin. But it's like, how, what What do you mean? Like, you picked it up, I trusted it wouldn't scratch my eye out? Well, he was like, he was petting the cat. The cat's name is Goose, I believe. And he's petting the cat. And then and then he, like, picks up the cat. And then he's just like, I hate you. <laughs> yeah. So they kind of just do that as a joke. Where they, they build it up a bit in this movie. Yeah. It's like, oh, who, who, uh, who, who wronged him? And, and you cat. see like the three scars, yeah. and you're like, hmm. Mm-hmm. And it turns out to be a cat. I suppose, yeah. And then they show you the eye. Ugh. Oh. 
He has like an entirely different super secret profile on the computer based on this eye. So like where it took her off her throat. And and then and since Black Widow has the, the, the face mask yeah. thingy. The Mission Impossible face mask thing. Which I mean is not as good as the mask that Red Mask had. Red Skull. Red had. Skull, yeah. But oh, real quick, Director Fury's profile. Yes. They erase it. The fake eye profile yeah. was also under his name. Did they not see this other profile? It was deep. It was all deep hidden. They, they were like, we got the one. Yeah. Clearly that's his only one. Like, come on. Would, would you would you say that Hydra turned a blind eye to that second Samuel Jackson profile? Mm, so bad. <laughs> Such a bad joke. <laughs> So there's uh, Phase 1 and Phase 2 ranked for y'all. See how they integrate into Phase 3 in the second part of this, which comes out in two weeks, because next week we're doing our Snyder Cut review, finally, with a friend of ours. Yes, a good friend. We'll see what they give to the podcast. Jamie wrote a theme song for the podcast oh, yeah. when, he, when he came on, so I expect great things. Yes. Great thing. An animated intro for our YouTube videos. Terrible. But great. <laughs> so let's get on into Keto's corner. What does Keto wants to know today? Uh, Keto would like everyone to know to spay and neuter your pets, to adopt from a pet shelter when possible, and she's upset because mom took away her bird toy because she was playing with it during the podcast. And now into the interesting fact. The interesting facts. Now we got several. Do you want to begin or do you want me to begin? I'll start if I can read your handwriting. I might have to do all of them today. In the movie Iron Man. The first movie. The first movie. Terrence Howard was actually the highest paid actor in that movie. He earned about two times as much as Robert Downey Jr. did. Because he was an award winning actor and Robert Downey Jr. was just coming back from like hiatus yeah rehab and all that yeah and i guess that made marvel's decision pretty easy when terrence howard wanted extra money they're like you are not important to this franchise at all and, and then and then don Cheadle comes in and is like i'm here it's me i'm here it's weird deal with it yeah and that and you're just like okay okay, okay. i'm sorry I'm, I'm sorry brody i didn't mean to upset you like that the spa you went to really did a number on you. Clearly you different looking, actor. Looking good. Looking good. Thanos began as an Avengers rewrite. He wasn't that wasn't the plan going into Avengers. They didn't know they were gonna end with the endgame at that point. Because the writer of Avengers felt that there needed to be a bigger bad guy pulling Loki's strings. Yeah, because Loki, he's kind of more of the anti hero type. Yeah. And it's like, would he do all of this on his own? No. Nah. Probably not. So they came up with Thanos, which seems like drove the entire rest of the MCU in a different direction. Yeah. But and changed color many times. And changed color. Yeah, it starts as a blueberry, ends up as a eggplant. I'm not sure what color he ends up as. He definitely looks different every time you see him. Eggplant's really dark purple. Yeah. A lavender? I don't know. But he changes color and chin shape every time you see him up until Infinity War, which is awkward. Next, and the last interesting fact for the day, is that the director of the first Incredible Hulk film, I guess the only Incredible Hulk film, wanted Mark Ruffalo to play the Hulk originally. But Marvel convinced him to cast Edward Norton instead, which is very ironic. Especially since Edward Norton provided all of those rewrites and then didn't pick the character again. Yeah, I think The Incredible Hulk might be as good as it is because of Edward Norton's rewrites, though. Perhaps, yeah. It seems like, from what I read, from what we read when we were watching the film, Edward Norton really likes the character. Like, cares about the Hulk as a character. And provided a bunch of stuff he felt made it more Bruce Banner Hulk-like. And I think they don't really care about the Hulk in the MCU. Like, as a character, he's just another cog in the machine, right? So, it'd be interesting to see what the Incredible Hulk would have been like with Mark Ruffalo in it. Might have actually made the movie better, though, because it would have connected. We'll never see. 
We'll never see it. We'll never because see Disney it. cannot make a standalone Hulk film legally. I'm sure they'll buy it at some point. You think Paramount's going to give up the Hulk? I mean... They might do a Sony thing, where they're like, we'll loan you Spider-Man, but you can't buy it. Well, like, Spider-Man's so successful, Hulk is not really, like... Yeah, Paramount's not making money off Hulk outside of the MCU. Yeah. Sony made money off of Spider-Man, and then made some bad movies. Yeah. Sony Sony made one of the best comic book movies of all time with Spider-Man 2, and was like, trash. That's what we're going to do after this. Trash. No, you got, be nice to Andrew Garfield. I meant, I meant Spider-Man 3. Oh. Yeah. And Amazing Spider-Man 2 is pretty bad, too. The first one, made Spider-Man 1, not too bad. Yeah. But we'll discuss those further when we watch non-MCU Marvel movies. And oh. Courtney is ready for those. Daredevil, Elektra, Blade. I've seen Elektra before. <laughs> I've, I own Elektra on DVD. Why? How cheap did you buy this movie for? If you paid more than free for it, I'm going to be mad. I mean, I didn't pay for it. Oh, it was free? I was a child. Oh. I can't believe you convinced someone to buy you a Electra. I, I wasn't like, Mom, I want Electra. It was just in our DVDs. I don't know. Uh, I don't also, even know how it got there. You also got Catwoman by Halle Berry in there? No, but I've seen that one. I can't believe you've seen that I think Catwoman. I rented that one. Oh, my God. But I, I did go to theaters and watch Fan 4 Stick, which was... Oh, yeah, we have to watch, we have to watch those as well. Uh, like, that's the closest I ever... Got to falling asleep in a movie theater. Was fan stick. I'm not paying like 15, 20 bucks for a nap. For a nap? Yeah, I'm not falling asleep during a movie. You ever, you ever walk, walked out of a movie? No. You ever thought about walking out of a movie? I'm not, I'm not paying 15, 20 bucks to leave. You ever think about walking out of a movie? I think I thought about it for, for Beautiful Creatures. Yeah. I've only, the closest I've ever went is going to the bathroom doing a movie. I refuse, no matter how bad I have to go to the bathroom, to get up and walk and, like, go to the bathroom doing a movie. When you're a kid, you'll, you'll, it, it happens and that can't be helped. But... Yeah, like, during the Dark Knight Rises, I had to go to the bathroom the second we sat down. And I didn't get up for, like, three hours. And then I peed for, like, two minutes. But the only movie I've ever gotten up to go to the bathroom doing is Need for Speed. I was like, I'm not going to miss anything if I leave right now. Do you remember the trailers for Hurricane Heist? Yeah, dude, we should watch that. Nope. It's got to be bad. Yep. Yeah. Not watching. No? No. You want to do an episode where we rank the Sharknado films? I haven't seen any of the Sharknado films. <laughs> I'm good. So, thanks for watching, guys. Next week is Snyder Cut. Be sure to check that out. We'll also give all impressions of the first Winter Soldier. And, of course, for our, our special guest, we'll have... Their nerdy first date. Yeah, that'll probably replace the What We've Been Up To segment for that episode. So be excited for that. And, you know, if you haven't checked out our Nerdy First Date episode, it's episode one. Give that a listen. See what mine and Courtney's answers are to those questions to compare those to our guests. Yeah. Answer them for yourselves. Figure out which one of us you like better and why it's me. And it's obviously going to be me. So we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye! Nerds at Odds is made possible by our supporters over on Patreon.com slash Nerds at Odds. If you want to become a member of our community and gain access to the show four days early, gain the ability to submit your questions, comments, and concerns, and so much more, consider supporting us over there. Thank you, and have a great day.